I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please sit back and enjoy Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to my show. Remember, each week, this is the place you go to when you want to hear personal stories that involve anything and everything out of the ordinary, from aliens to Bigfoot to near-death experiences, anything and everything in between, because if you know me, that is where I live. Uh, so I want to remind you guys to go to my main website, which is HeidiHollis.com, and tell me what it is you're experiencing. Give as much detail as you can, because I'm telling you, the more you tell, the more we can decipher. And I mean, if there's anything you've been researching, if there's a topic you want to discover more about, if you want to share what's happened to somebody else or yourself, and if you just want some insight or just a vent, because, oh my goodness, do we need to vent these things? Otherwise, I don't know what would have happened to me if I could not have vented over the years. So please do that. Or write me at HeidiHollis at gmail.com. Tell me what's on your mind. Today is going to be a fabulous show, per usual. I have Greg Sullivan, who will be joining us. He is in Japan, and uh, he has a group that is associated with Dr. Stephen Greer's group, C-SETI, and his is j -SETI. I think you're going to really enjoy the conversation because, wow, there's so much to dive into. And, you know, one thing that I really like when it comes to uh, C-SETI and J-SETI they are all about pulling in the spiritual aspects of this whole phenomena involving the UFOs and aliens and all this stuff. And, you know, one of the first points that I wrote about in my book, The Secret War, is, uh, you know, we look at our little fluffy dogs and we think like, oh, there must be a soul in there, right? There must be something more to that little stinker that comes through the room and takes my snacks off the table. <laughs> there must be something there. They're a character, right? All of that just doesn't go away if they pass away, right? So many people who have lost a pet dream of them or still hear them in the home, right? If we can go that far 
to think of an animal having a soul, why not aliens? Why not think of aliens as having an understanding of the soul? Of course they would, and of course they would have one, right? A lot of people, when they are met with an alien being, feel as if they're able to communicate telepathically. Now, is that a technology? Or is that something that we're capable of doing? I think that there's something more to that versus just, ah, it's just something they only can do. No, 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 because we communicate back the same way. Is it forgotten knowledge? I think it is. I know I've shared here on the show how I know I have done it with people and family members, and I even have a recollection of doing it on board a ship with my own dad. Not being abducted, no, but just having that practice and knowing what part of the brain it comes from, what part to concentrate on. So, I think it's something that we have in us to know. And the contact that I personally have had, the beings told me that it's not about learning new things. It's about remembering what we already know. We just forgot. This is something that humankind is capable of doing. Is that a matter of soul stuff or just biological stuff? I would say it's kind of a combo of both of them because the part that it takes to be able to exude that knowledge and to communicate and reach out and meet with another person, it's very spiritual, very spiritual. So I am on the fence with it being one or the other. And you know, this whole spiritual battle that people feel is coming forward, you know, we're in some crazy times right now, right? We feel like, oh boy, we're at war not us in particular, but in Europe. And there's this static in the air, of course, over coronavirus and COVID and what it's doing to people and how it's getting all of our sickness and illnesses that people feel they're probably supposed to get in 30 years. It's being activated when they get COVID. And we see a lot of negative stuff going around. So we're like, ah, must be the end of the world, right? Must be it. So if that's the case, then we really, really have to start paying more attention to our souls, right? I would say so. And one thing that uh, Greg Sullivan, I interviewed him already, and he's going to be coming up after the break, and he mentions Fukushima and how people really got interested in these topics and look to spirituality and things of the soul more. And does it really always have to take something tragic to get people to wake up. I know when people lose someone, all of a sudden they're going to church, like they're just getting holy with everything. And, you know, because they want to say hello to their past loved one, or if they get sick, suddenly they're, they're trying to figure out these matters of the soul and things that they've ignored and neglected for such a long time. And, and that's a shame. I think we have to look at our spirituality, our soul, and all of the above, anything that's kind of us reaching out to the next person, we have to exercise that muscle in order to keep it strong, right? If you just let it sit there and get flappy and floppy, and it's not as easy to resurrect. So it's nice to know these things as we go along in life. And when we look to things like outside of our solar system or in our oceans, right? We see a lot of UFOs going in out of the oceans. 
they might have been there all along. And just like if you talk to a really good psychic, where do they say these loved ones are? Where do they say they cross over to? Right here on the planet, just in another dimension. But they see these people surrounding us. They're here, hanging out, checking on us. I lost my mom a very long time ago. I was very young. And I'll never forget that feeling of being told, well, your mom's been there all along. She's right there. And I'm like, uh, really? And then to be told such specific elements about my mother. Okay, I'm a believer. <laughs> okay, I'm a believer. I believe she's right here. And she's been here this whole time. And it's really cool and really warming and welcoming. Now, if they're right there, and I know that alien beings are able to walk right through the wall, whether it's technology or something that they're able to manipulate uh, spiritually, I, I don't know. But what does matter is I think they're able to connect with those souls and with our souls. And so often people say, you know, while I was being abducted, uh, these beings were leaning in and like seeing how I would react to a horrible scenario. And I felt they were just absorbing and absorbing and, and kind of feeding off from it. So there's more negative beings that do that. And then there are those ones that try to get you to realize your strength and the human potential is a lot bigger than what you think absolutely important to remember that there is a conflict. There is a different type of being who don't have your best interests. And then there's most that are okay with us, right? Want to see us grow. They don't want us to destroy this planet. They want us to learn to respect ourselves and each other. And to know if we mess with this planet too much, it reverberates all throughout the galaxy. So we've got to be aware and conscious of this and never forget what we are capable of. I always say we're very, very old. The human is very old. And, you know, I keep trying to find the right number of how old exactly we are. It's somewhere between a million and a half uh, to 500,000 years. I don't know. There's just so much conflicting information out there. But all I know is we're very old. So we have a lot of things within us that we are capable of. But, and I always talk about the wizards, the people who we trusted to help us to define the human condition and what we experience when we have dreams. I mean, the, the Bible is written on dreams and it was taken seriously then. But then we asked somebody else, hey, put this through your filter. You tell me if that was real or not. So, and those people are like, no, you're no better than I am. So there's no way that your dream was better than anything I'm capable of doing. And so we got to think like, well, let's have a study of this, you know, let's um, call it this or that, and we'll get an expert in it. And they'll go and shame anybody, absolutely shame anybody who feels this is a real phenomenon. We're going to give you some medications to stop that from happening. And we'll give you a title. So you go into that category over there. Does you guys feel me? So we were taught to ignore who we are and what we're capable of. And uh, yeah, there's some people that, of course, there's people who have illnesses. I know that. <laughs> and it's important to know that there are some remedies out there. And 
venting, talking to somebody is helpful, of course. I'm not going to say it's not because that would just be silly. Um, And we all have to find where we fit in. We all have to find the answers that suit us. Nobody has all the answers. Not me, not you, not anybody. So I want it to just be known that we do have other answers that are not always defined within the lines. And we have to be okay with where we find ourselves and to trust ourselves when we are opening up and realizing there's more to the stars over our heads because the wizards are aware, but they just don't want to share that knowledge. And that is a shame. And it is really slowing down our evolution. That's got to change. It has to change or just don't advertise it and keep it within yourself and those close to you. And guess what? And everybody does that. We all grow together. It's a really cool thing. (laughs) I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation I'm going to be having here with Greg Sullivan, who will be coming up here next. And don't forget, go to HeidiHollis.com or ShadowFolks.com and tell me what's on your mind out there. (laughs) Tell me what you're experiencing. Tell me what topic you want me to talk about. I will dive on in and just give my honest opinion. I'm not a guru. I'm a person that's just experienced a lot of things (laughs) and uh, do my best to try to help other people. All right, you guys, we're going to get to our first break. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back with Greg Sullivan. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. As promised, my fabulous guest is Greg Sullivan, Jay Setti director. He is a researcher, author, experiencer, and musician who has been generating a vast array of ET contact resources from Japan for 11 years. Through several hundred guided ET contact retreats, he has done an extensive study of Japan's spiritual elements, those both known and unknown to the West. Overcoming the language barrier, Greg carries out all his work in fluent Japanese, interfacing with many publishers and media outlets, including nationwide television programs. With a growing community of tens of thousands around Japan and overseas, Jay Seti is helping to expand the Japanese spiritual potential for the modern cosmic age. Currently, with side project ET, SPI, Extraterrestrial Spirituality, he helps clients in the Starseed and Indigo community to come into full awareness of their hidden potentials and overcome many of the sometimes inflexible boundaries placed on them by Japanese society. This ascension work incorporates advanced healing and working with ET guides for light body and full body consciousness activations. Greg has also released his first length music album in 10 years under the name Escalade. So everybody, I'd like to give a warm welcome to Greg Sullivan and be sure to go to jsetti.org. Hi, hi. Nice to meet you today. Thanks. I'm doing great. How about oh. yourself? Oh, surviving. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So, you know, I'm, I'm curious. I, I have got to get some background on why you went into the field that you have. Believe it or not, you know, I've, I've had, uh, uh, we've had 11 years active here as Jay City and, and uh, all over, active all over Japan. And uh, one of my first ever sparks of inspiration was Coast to Coast AM. You know, I'm a child of Coast. And when I was in growing up in upstate New York, we used to play around and, and set the alarm just like I did for your show here, uh, you know, set the alarm at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. just to <laughs> get up and see what it was like at that hour of the day. And and when the alarm was would go off, you know, we it was a radio alarm. So just by default or just by serendipity, the, the dial was set to coast. And I remember hearing, uh, being kind of transfixed by the guests, the early guests way back in, in, in the 80s there. I think probably Whitley Strieber and, you know, when the uh, book communion book came out and hearing about, 
ETs and, uh, you know, UFOs and contact and everything like that. And yeah. then fast forward um, in the earliest days of YouTube, uh, when I was in Japan in, in the first few years of being in Japan, uh, I, I found an amazing channel. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of it. It was called the Duder Inok. Uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but this guy had an enormous archive of old coast shows. So I, I was just devouring, you know, like six, six hours a day. So that, that was really an education for me. So yeah, uh, thank you guys for all you've done over the years. Oh, no, and I appreciate it. It's kind of cool to be part of a network that uh, really launched the whole intrigue into the more mysterious phenomena. So it, it is a... Uh... It's yeah. quite an honor. So I, I love hearing these stories. So thanks for sharing that. My pleasure. Through all those, uh, that card of, I, I almost look at it almost as like a, a data dump, you know, from the universe now um, to be able to have the access to that, you know, because in real listening in real time, you kind of had a, uh, to tune into the guest you wanted to. But so we didn't have that luxury back in when I was in elementary school in the 80s. But with the technology, then, you know, you have this kind of what was literally almost like an on-demand, like, like the podcast here. Through all that, um, I heard about the so-called UFO ranch in Mount Adams, Washington. And, and, and just a few uh, months later, I was over there back visiting for a wedding from Japan to uh, the Pacific Northwest and was able to have an actual direct experience at this facility um, where I was kind of exposed to a lot of just direct contact and, and just it blew the doors open to my entire research project here now. That's amazing. Can you share uh, what happened? It was, um, you know, just uh, what they call like a sky watch, uh, um, the East SETI ranch there. And, and uh, it's called Trout Lake, Washington. And, and I was, had been a very uh, loved, loved astronomy and looking at the stars and, and uh, shooting stars and satellites up until uh, as I was a child there. But then at this uh, UFO ranch, you know, it's um, the experience we had was so much different and experienced uh, lights, mysterious lights from the side of the mountain, ships even responding to thought and, and responding to our conversation uh, on the ground. So it was a completely interactive experience. Uh, I was definitely half, um, half interested and half kind of uh, anxious uh, when I first approached my my uh, sky watch there, but it, it turned out to be an uh, extremely spiritually stimulating and awakening, a deep awakening of what what, what was to come here in, in the future days uh, in back in Japan. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, it's it's always uh, <clears throat> cool for me to hear these uh, backstories because it's like this is driven on passion more than anything when people go into these fields. So uh, hearing how that you got to this point, it absolutely makes sense. And you've been part of JSETI now as the director, you said for 11 years. Yep. It's hard oh. to believe now. Yeah. It's a, a really kind of become my life work. And I was here in Japan for five years as sort of um, what turned out to be laying the groundwork of my uh, kind of social learning the language um, on the fly and, and uh, just, you know, I ended up actually going back uh, to the U.S. without ever planning to live here again. My guidance, my sort of soul program, I think uh, what you might actually call that first contact experience was actually more of a starseed awakening. You know, you, you've probably heard of the indigo children and, and starseeds and whatnot. So it was uh, scripted into my sort of timeline, scripted into my soul journey before birth. I can say that for sure. So then the, the suddenly within just a year and a half, um, I have been working in, in New York and, and having continued contact experiences and going even deeper um, into the into this world and learning a lot very rapidly. And then that ended up all being the base for my ability to teach this you know, to others so and to share the experience. So for some reason, 
uh, I kept thinking to myself, well, man, I got to share this. You know, I got, I was living in Japan when this first happened and uh, you know, I just, I had this burning desire to share with the Japanese people this really strange um, you know, uh, sense of purpose, mission. So then uh, suddenly my life pulled this huge 180 U-turn and I ended up going back um, to live in Japan. And, and then um, just about a year later, 311, you know, Fukushima hit. And that's when a lot of, that was the, the kind of um, sound of the alarm in the spiritual community, or it was the kind of wake up call for a lot of people to get active, you know, active in, in their lecture uh, or writing books, lecture circuit, et cetera, like that. So we, we went um, from, you know, what was just going to be kind of a, a side project or, or something out of, to, be, to do on the weekends went completely full time. And, and uh, um, my career as a, a professional spiritual counselor and author here began um, in earnest. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and I, I hear you made a distinction. You say contact experiences you've had. You have had none that have resembled anything uh, to being an abduction. Believe it or not, no. Yes, yeah, so I had no. I had a very organic, um, you know, road through this. Of course, back in the in the eighties, the the uh, the sort of abduction um, scenario was quite prevalent. So I, I definitely, in the uh, looking back now, I had you know kind of um, non physical encounters with with different types of beings. Um, uh, of all of all sorts of vibratory essence and whatnot, but yeah, the the uh, contact we focus on is a really kind of a higher dimensional spiritual contact. So that involves um, uh, remote viewing or um, obviously the sightings of these ships. Um, so inducing contact as a uh, as a form of um, you know, higher dimensional interdimensional communication. So I, I learned a protocol uh, called the CE five contact uh, CE five technique. And I brought that to, to Japan in uh, 2010 here as well. So uh, yeah, all through that, that sort of brings with it an amazing field of protection. And I, I quickly, quickly started to learn the difference between, you know, the different levels of dimension and, and the different beings interacting there. So that was, a, a, it's, been a, it's been an amazing journey all along, yeah. And since you uh, have done the CE5s, you've had other experiences outside of you seeking that kind of interaction? Sure. Yeah. That brings with it, you know, the, the, uh, when the ships come in, it brings a, a amazing um, brings, it opens up the dimensional doorway. So that um, uh, if you think about Japan actually is 80% mountainous. So being in Japan here, um, they're very aware of the, uh, the kind of spirit world. So in, as these, higher dimensional beings kind of five fifth dimension and beyond go down and come down, bring their vibration down to materialize or, or materialize phenomena in that we can perceive in the five senses. Um, they pass through the, the sort of um, uh, the fourth dimension, the astral uh, specter as well. So a spectrum as well. So, you know, we experience uh, the gamut of um, nature spirits, uh, orbs, uh, things appearing in video and, and photos, uh, ancestor, ancestral spirits, loved ones. So yeah, all, all the stuff that comes with psychic uh, mediumship and all that stuff, uh, I, I kind of got thrown into the deep end and, and, and uh, you know, I, I call it like, you know, the, the world of the unseen, you know, learning what or, oranges are oranges, you know, this, this phenomenon is apple and, and apple, this phenomenon is grapes, this phenomenon is a watermelon, you know, things like that. 
No, I get it. Well, 80% mountainous. I'm just thinking about brakes. I hope everybody has great brakes over there in their car. Yeah. My goodness. Oh, well, I, I, what I meant to say was that uh, the, the usable land is recycled. So when you're actually, um, you know, the amount of people and uh, energy that's been kind of in, in a certain place, like when they re, when they uh, rebuild um, or reuse land there, you know, they, they do a ritual, a uh, Shinto or a Buddhist ritual to clear the uh, land of any um, un, unseen and unwanted energy there. So uh, what I mean, this, what I meant to say was that, um, the, the world of spirit is very common and, and, and close to home here uh, oh. just because there's been so many hundreds and hundreds of years of people using the same places. Right. So yeah, we had, we had some amazing um, encounters with, you know, uh, okay. you know, beings that would be called uh, spiritual or, you know, just ghosts right, right. As, as versus the um, high technology. So I think what oh. was amazing for me is that I had the, uh, I, I call it, I took the express elevator to the top floor to the penthouse um, energetically. So once you learn, I gotcha. the... <laughs> we got to get over to our first break here. Uh, you guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks with zero qualifications she had a harvard plaque 
tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm speaking to Greg Sullivan from JSTEADY in Japan. And uh, an interesting thing that you just mentioned has me thinking because I've had so many ghost hunters come on the show and they're just like, you know, hauntings are everywhere. You can't get rid of a ghost because ghosts are everywhere, you know? And I'm like, you know, that kind of makes sense. But here's this process that you're talking about that they do in Japan because they know the land has been reused and reused and they go and they spiritually and energetically cleanse it. That is very smart, very wise. And I I wish we had that kind of practice here because uh, New England, I swear, it's there's so many uh, people who report hauntings in their homes because that's like the old I gotta say the oldest settlements have occurred there. And I always hear of the worst hauntings being on the East Coast. So maybe this should be something that should be shared here in the United States. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm from uh, Connecticut originally. And and actually I had, a, uh, I met a, another Sullivan, believe it or not, in uh, in the Northeast uh, on a trip home to the U.S. a few years ago. And and their home was um, in uh, amongst uh, an old leper colony and a part you know and and they had a paranormal investigator team from that state record and actually get some audio evidence so um, the whole dimensional spectrum is 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 there and then um you know the ability to um heal the land and and to kind of raise up uh you know lost and and kind of disgruntled spirits is it comes with the it's a trick of the trade so i i was we're out at night especially you know doing this field work and contact work so i think it no matter depending on how you feel about uh, the person if you hold those kind of fears you'll attract um that kind of energy so i became um like i said the, i get this uh, i took the elevator to the penthouse energetically whereas this i i had this uh unwavering sense of protection and and the sort of uh extra dimensional and really cosmic energy of the that the uh the et craft and these ufos put off and that becomes like a guiding light um and so anything that doesn't match that vibrationally you just know that well, I don't really need to really dig into this or or maybe I just need to kind of um, do a spiritual healing and or clearing and, and release mm-hmm. that, you know. So the, uh, the ships actually are able to become like a vacuum. And we do a lot of um, haunted, well, I do a lot of, you know, clearing uh, remotely now for people using like a spiritual vortex and the, the ships and the beings will come in and they just vacuum up the whole, you know, they vacuum up everything, anything, you know, thought forms and, 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 and disincarnates and everything like that. So 
yeah it's not scary at all um yeah, yeah. so you're directing craft to help in the process of clearing land yep yeah wow. now that's something that you don't hear of every day there greg um yeah so how do how do people take this topic when you talk about it i mean because so often ufos are just seen as a ship scientific data you know looking for that kind of uh proof that they exist and then there's the spiritual aspect well that's in church that's in a temple you know and here you're combining the two to be considered as something to look at as whole and and trust me i get that and it's something i've talked about for a long time about this these beings have spirits just like we do and we have to realize that uh we could meet those spirits and we can have these exchanges so but how do you take that when people approach you like this is nuts you know what where are you going with this well, I think the biggest, yeah, it's a great question. I think the biggest thing there is that the um, the, the unique role that the the uh, ETs and the and and the craft they they come in the uh, the light ships and phenomena they're able to in, induce is is it's not just sixth sense. It's they can come down and be visible as a craft. So um, the fact that we have this, the world of the unseen becomes visible, and we have this actual evidence, the video evidence, and and the the group experience. We we normally on our retreats we have anywhere from 15 to 50 people. And we've had just any, you know, tons and tons of repeated, um, you know, contact in same place, um, same people, uh, different places, different people, uh, every, every type of variation you can imagine. So that sort of repeatability and, and the actual physical experience in the f- five sense reality, uh, it sort of validates a lot of the other um, unseen bits. So up until now, that uh, that piece has been really hard to access. But thanks to you know the C five protocols, and that's really exploding all over the world now. Um, so that's sort of like the new. It's sort of like a next generation spiritual. I, I like to call it next generation spirituality. Yeah, that's interesting. What is it that you're really aiming for when you reach out to these various beings? Great question. It is a new, it's like a, a new kind of communication b- between civilizations. You know, we have um, the, the galactic roots. If you look at, I'm also uh, quite involved with the uh, this ascension type of information, whereas you, you know, we learned that, um, you know, a lot of these groups have been interacting with the earth for, for millennia. So, uh, and they're actually not that, not too far away from our, our own solar system. Uh, they've had uh, interaction with the earth uh, since even before the creation of humanity at times. So I think right now it's um, we're trying to get out of this sort of dark eon. And, 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 you know, as we speak, you know, there's uh, aggression in Eastern Europe and, and we're, we're sort of hitting the limit of all, all of our systems, economic, political, uh, medical, et cetera. So we're about to, we're making, we're in the midst of this quantum shift. So I think they're really facilitating the awakening of humanity and, and the, the, the regeneration of the earth and everything. So uh, it's a part of this amazing process. Um, you know, there's been a lot of stigma against that as uh, through the years and the UFO subculture. But um, I think the fact that normal people are experiencing this more and more is we're heading towards that ultimate disclosure event or, you know, open contact event that people like to talk about. Yeah. And and so when you're saying Ascension, are you literally talking about us being raised up or our consciousness being raised up? 
Yeah, I think, well, in this physical dimension, yeah. So, I mean, a, a cosmic shift of that proportion is, is, is almost imperceptible. Uh, but, but, you know, we're going towards the, you know, the new Earth, the 5D Earth. And there's a lot of theories about that. But I think, um, you know, the fact that contact and, and the fact that we're not alone in the cosmos is such a huge key to that. So um, as the Earth makes her transition and, and, and raises vibration, our planetary consciousness as 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 part of the earth here cells of the earth um you know we we shift organically with her so um it is a spiritual awakening it's a and it's also an alchemical process so you know we have the light body awakening and a lot of esoteric um spiritual knowledge coming online and i think the uh, species of humanity will be uh you know in the next hundred years or so or maybe less uh becoming an entirely new um you know, uh, new species. And this is something that has been essentially downloaded to you and others that this is something uh, the beings are going to see us through. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it was the original mission. It was the original plan of the earth. Um, and then, you know, there, there was a, a, a sort of like a timeline hijack. Um, I think if you look at uh, the, the work of uh, other me- classic figures through the years that there's this sort of, um, talk of uh you know the the different um agendas at play and and the the things that went wrong you know the genetic manipulation and all that that stuff so i think it's a a course correction as in a way as well you know the the it gets really deep really quickly so we go we go from just lights in the sky and then once you go beyond that you start to uh connect the dots to see to see you know kind of what groups are doing what and you know this sort of what route is in in but um in the best interest of humanity and which which uh, which ideas are not maybe yeah. Oh no, trust me. Uh, on this show, we talk about that type of thing because uh, uh, the first book I wrote in college uh, touched on the vibrational shift and this taking up of people and uh, their physical bodies changing, uh, going on board ships, literally. And it sounds like it's so out there, but it is something that um, I, I was told and explained, and I'm like, hey, I, I'm just going to be painfully honest about it and you know, hope people catch it. <laughs> so I feel you, Greg. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's actually physics, you know, the interdimensional physics. So the, the light body awakening and all that DNA um, activation is actually just a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a necessary step in order to uh, make these vibrational jumps. So, yeah. um, you know, uh, whether it, whether it be a Stargate or um, to actually be on a ship and things like that, you know, we need, we need the, uh, it's a sequence of steps that, that need that you must everyone has to go through personally so i think that's that's accelerating so uh quickly and in japan here we've had um and uh, you know i've seen a few waves through the years of 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 the actual consciousness expansion that we're we're taking part in facilitating here so um you know uh people who would come to events and then sort of graduate and come back a a few years later were almost you know totally different in a good way totally different people and then now in the for in the during uh the past couple years of of the global uh pandemic here we've had um believe it or not youtube was quite um things like podcasts and youtube were quite uh not the norm yet in japan they were were behind the curve on that but it, it really exploded so our our youtube went from a few thousand subscribers to 30,000 plus in, in the course of a month or two. So, um, uh, the, uh, the, the people, the amount of people and the need for this support, um, we call it like star seed support or, 
I have a program called Starseed Survival that I that I uh, put together um, to give to give people the basics, sort of like to not get knocked around on Earth as much as as they had in the past. No, oh, I hear you. Yeah, no, this is this is cool to be able to talk to someone uh, as far away as you are, aiming for enlightenment and uh, bringing everybody together on a world scale. I mean, because this is something that affects us all. And and if we have a similar interest in these topics, it's definitely wise to, uh, you know, keep the communication open like this. So this is, uh, I could say you're my first interview in Japan. So this is yeah. pretty cool. So, uh, well, I, right, guys, we're going to get to our next break. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men... How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I have Greg Sullivan coming to us from Japan. And, uh, you know, something you mentioned in the last segment, I just wanted to see what your thoughts were. Do you feel that there's a conflict in alien contact out there, like the different types of factions you mentioned? Um, I think there's a lot of misconception, of course, you know, and it takes a, oh, it took several years to kind of get used to the, t- the different types of beings and, and guides out there. Um, and I, I definitely think that, you know, there's been a lot of kind of military interference and and um, man-made things, uh, like the whole Disclosure Project was so amazing in, re- in revealing a lot of the, um, the man-made kind of Wizard of Oz, you know, the, 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 the man behind the curtain wasn't, alien at all wasn't et at all you know so we've we've definitely encountered a lot of kind of um you know interference or or things like that as well um and there's been an, um quite a heavily control on the media uh, media here uh, especially tv so uh we've been uh, it's been a cat and mouse game as far as that in our community we do have a lot of people who have experienced you know whether whether it be psychic attack or, or spiritual ailments of all different sorts and in asia here there's um a history of sort of asian voodoo as well so i got the school of hard knocks um in the beginning i was l- really really thrown into the deep end with people coming to our events were actually quite a bit more knowledgeable than me at, at times and and so I had to learn, uh, you know, the self-mastery practices and and the sort of um, protection and psychic ah, self-defense. Interesting. So do you, you do feel there are beings that could and maybe are already that are negative and don't have our best interests, but then there are the majority who do. Is that how you feel? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. A, it is a minority, but uh, yeah, we definitely have experienced um, really uh, at time what you might call a negative, low-level contact. I think you might call it. Yeah, yes. and, um, re- and and it's scary how you know people seem to have been targeted from a very young age, and and um, actually clearing those, severing those bonds is one of my specialties. So I, I was, yeah, I'm sort of a light warrior, and yeah, this this it, it was slow at first, but you know. Um, I had an experience where one guy, American living in Japan as well, came to our uh, film screening we did, and he came two years in a row. And that, uh, the first time he was um, quite shy and reserved and, and asked me, you know, I, I hear you do some of this clearing work or, or y- your friend can do this. Can uh, can you help me out? And I was busy um, with the event and we kind of just exchanged emails. And then the next year he came or six months later, he came again and and he said, you know, I really need you to send me, you know, some help or some links or something. And then I sent him like the second I sent the email to him, I had this, like, it was like a thunder strike in my room and man, this, you know, whatever it was that was attached to him was really against this sort of, you know, my, (laughs) it kind of transferred into my field. So I had to sit there for about a half an hour and, and kind of battle with this sort of, you know, whatever it was a demonic energy or yeah, Yeah. definitely. Yeah. It's um, there are those energies out there for sure. For sure. And and to (laughs) use the words demons and or aliens, it's all the same to me. It's like, if it's bad, it's bad, you know, it's like, but the energy feels the same. And, um, and you yeah. say low energy beings. I mean, the abductions that I hear of, they don't sound pleasant. It sounds pretty low level to me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, uh, they're, they're, <laughs> um, it ends up blocking the spiritual awakening. And, um, you know, you'll hear about um, people who planned it to come to a spiritual session, but suddenly changed course or they 
some people tell us, you know, I was trying to get here and, and there was a train accident and, and then, and then I got out of the train and then there was a, uh, I got into a taxi and there was a car and, uh, swerved right. and cut us off. And, you know, the, this trying to stop them to, to get to the clear, to get to the, to the counseling session or the clearing session. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, that's really interesting. So, you know, tell us a little bit about how you ended up there in American and Japan uh, working on this in particular. You did go over it a little bit, but uh, I know there's more that you wanted to share on that. Yeah, you know, it is. Um, so that's uh, interesting, like my kind of um, sole mission here being sort of like a PR salesman for the in the ET guides out there um, is part of it is my looks and how, how I stand out. I'm almost, I'm six feet five here. So I do stand out quite a bit as a, as <laughs> I a would walking say. <laughs> billboard here, but um, yeah, I, but mysteriously, I kind of picked up the language just like now understand it to be past life kind of experience. And um, I was in Japan at least three times and I've met several of my kind of soul family from the, from those um, past lives here. I actually just reconnected with a, um, a healer here last weekend who was one of the first people who looked at me and said, you know, you're just like my friend Max, who's British, and, and you guys were uh, here as you know, samurai or, or, or ancient Japanese uh, in, in, in previous eras. And, and she says, I see your chomage, which is the um, black hair, the ponytail. Yeah. And she told me, um, you're here for some sort of, you know, you're kind of here almost, she heard, she heard the words revenge or what it turned out to be is that part of my soul package was uh, a samurai who was in one of the most famous battles in all of Japan where um, he lost, the guy lost, but it, it turns out that it was a, a trap where it was literally almost 20 to one. Hmm. And so he was one of the strongest samurais uh, in wow. Japanese history. It's amazing. So, yeah. So when I went to that island where the battle happened, um, we, there was a TV crew that passed, uh, they were coming back on the ferry the other way. And, uh, it turned out that it was the 400th anniversary of the battle to the day when I went to the Island. Come so on. Just uncanny. Yeah. Experience. Wow. Like you know, I had someone on the show not too long ago who specialized in reincarnation. And he said that more often than not, people are reincarnated back to the same place that they were at. And I see now where if you did not, you are pulled to go back to that land. So I see why that happens. Fascinating. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. So through a couple of different psychics saying the same thing, I was able to piece that together. So because in that, because in that lifetime, I was kind of karmically, I had, I had a karmic stock. So uh, I had a cause, I had a karmic um, balance. So, so um, the, the life work I have here in Japan, sharing this amazing uh, ET contact to all sorts of beautiful people here in Japan now is is sort of uh, a payback to the uh, to the kind of injustice that occurred at that you know how I was ambushed and stuff at the end, and at the end of that lifetime. Wow, wow, that's a oh, that's amazing. Uh, so tell us a little bit about some of the books that you've written. What do you have out there? Yeah, I have. I'm, thank you. I'm working on my sixth one right now. I have a um, a series. Uh, the first a couple uh, were discussion books, and 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 I actually also brought the this information about disclosure and and disclosure project here, uh, Dr. Stephen Greer. So uh, at first, I was um, a- involved in in kind of translating and and introducing a lot of these sort of more. Um, you know, niche topics to the Japanese public. Some of them had been boycotted and, and banned as like a public, um, sort of like a media filter. So we were the first ones to 
get the word out about um, chemtrails and things like that you know, back in the early uh, 2000s. And then um, re recently with my Ascension uh, books, Hologram Mind, um, we're actually working on, um, I did the second one, Hologram Mind Volume 2 last year. And it, it covers a lot of these more advanced ascension topics like uh, uh, the planetary uh, ascension symptoms that people go through. And I'm working on the third one right now, which is going to be a full color uh, exercise book. So that involves um, some of the kind of shielding techniques and, and uh, affirmations and, and um, kind of image uh, training exercises that we do. Yeah. So, uh, and then another one I'm working on right now with one of the um, publishers I work with quite a bit here, it's going to be about contacting your own uh, ET family or star family. So uh, really a lot of um, hands-on and, uh, you know, process oriented, um, you know, protocols there uh, as far as a kind of raising your vibration and, and breaking through this dimensional barrier to the, to the cosmic unseen. Oh, that's, that's great. I, and you're getting these translated uh, eventually. So everybody can have a look at those as well. Yes. When I was home a couple of years ago, I started work on, uh, I, I recorded about 12 videos, 30 minutes each and, and how all that transcribed. So I am in the process of editing my English book as well. Yeah. Awesome. So how can people, so you encourage people to reach out to you if they've mm -hmm. had experiences or if they want to get cleared and you know, how can they reach out to you? How can they contact you? Oh uh, yeah. We have a um, website, uh, ce5japan.com uh, and I have a uh, Facebook and Instagram under Jay Seti. Uh, uh, anyone can mail. So yeah, uh, I'll have um, a more, uh, you know, the, I'm quite strong on online courses as well. So we, we've been uh, trying to get the uh, star seed survival and, and what I call incension uh, program uh, translated as well. So yeah, the, uh, right, the website might be the best way. CE5 Japan. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Let's do it again. Thank you. Wow, fascinating stuff. You know, I have a special announcement to make. I recently was on Ancient Aliens. It will have aired by the time that this episode airs, but I haven't seen it yet myself. I was really fortunate to have the chance to introduce the topic of shadow people, the entire topic to Ancient Aliens. So I'm curious how how far it goes in uh, really stressing that point. Uh, I, as I say on this show many a times, um, you know, check the copyright. People wonder, well, I don't know. Somebody spoke of shadow people before you. Check the copyright on the book. I wrote that thing in 97. And uh, so I introduced this whole topic out there that coincidentally made it more mainstream. But ultimately, people have been seeing these things throughout time. And I just I'm really curious how Ancient Aliens is going to address the topic after I brought it to their attention that shadow people are real. This is something that's out there, and it's actually related to the alien phenomenon. And uh, I'm just, I don't know, I'm really anxious to see it myself. But you guys will have had the chance to see it by the time this episode airs right here on my show. But uh yeah, so hopefully, fingers crossed, the program presents it as such and uh, people get to see the real me actually dishing fully on a topic that I presented out there to at least give me a little props for having done such a thing. You know what I mean? After so many years of having all of my material spliced and diced into other people's books and movies, it just got a little bit disheartening just because it seemed to be more legit because a guy did it? I don't know. I mean, I had 
television executives tell me, you know a lot of stuff, but uh, can you teach a guy how to do that? Because we can't have a woman lead. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, I'm not telling you guys a joke. That's for real. So yeah, it's been a long haul. So I am excited and I hope you guys tune in and tell me what you think of the program. All right. I want to remind you guys to go to HeidiHollis.com. Tell me what it is you guys are experiencing out there and write me. You have been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.